0: Hello everyone, welcome to another round of Chitter Chatter. Today we are going to chit chat with the author of Agni Ban, S. Venkatesh. Well, it's his Insta debut life with me. And let me tell you, this is his second book. His first book was a bestseller and even this one is doing really, really well. It's a spine chiller with a lot of mystery and mythological fact, and a lot of mythological fiction. And he's right here. And I just got distracted because I saw him and I had to send him a request. But before I invite him here, let me tell you that he wears many hats. Private equity, investor business, leader, board members, and he has helped a lot of business striving and growing. But right now, we are going to chit-chat with him about the book. So I'm going to send him a request started and talk all about Ban. If you haven't bought the book, then go online, but not now, after this chitter-chatter. Hello. Hi. So
1: I'm guessing this is your debut live on Twitter chatter when our was trying to tell you how we're going to go live. Okay, wonderful. Sorry, I'm not able to hear you. Hello, are you able to hear me? Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes, better now. Yes.
0: Okay, so welcome on Chitter Chatter. Firstly, congratulations on your book. Before I get started, I have to tell you that when I was reading this book, I could not keep the book down because you have made it like a perfect drama. It has everything like from fiction, mythological fiction, politics, science, like I didn't know what was missing by the end of it.
1: Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed reading the book and thank you for having me on your show. And you're right. Actually, I just had a lot of fun writing the book. So I introduced all those things that I enjoy reading and thinking about. So yes, it's got a bit of science, history, philosophy, mythology. Uh, yeah, everything. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. It's
0: like drama that, you know, like they say no, it's power pack blockbuster book. This is exactly what I would say for this book because every genre is a part of this. So I don't think anybody can miss it because if they like political genre, this is it. If they like fiction, this is it. If they like mythological, this is it. So how does it feel when you, you know, manage to put everything in a book and it's out there and it's so much loved and appreciated?
1: No, actually it feels great. I think uh, there are two main gratifying aspects of writing a book. Sorry, let me just adjust the lighting. One of uh, one of those is, of course, the creative process itself. Because just the joy of, you know, thinking of ideas and actually creating a story out of nothing, basically. It's just stuff in your mind and then to see it come to life, that's a great feeling. And the other uh, great feeling, of course, is to see the reaction that uh, readers have to it. And thankfully, both Agniban and my previous book, Kalkut. Uh, you know, it's been very gratifying to see the love that readers have uh, given the book. So, in fact, you know, just uh, about a week ago, I got a mail from a reader who had sent the mail at 4.30 a.m. You know, and a couple of months back, I received a mail. This A couple of months back was about Kalkut. I received a mail from a reader who had written it at 3 a.m. after sitting up all night reading the book. And it's just so, so nice to see that it resonates with readers.
0: And that's exactly what happened with me on the weekend. So I started reading the book on the weekend and I was like, okay, I'll go slowly. And when I saw it, I'm like, ha lam a thoda time. But my weekend was totally hooked with this book because I was like, okay, what's happening next? What's gonna happen?
1: <laughs> no, glad that you enjoyed reading it. Thank you.
0: So a lot of viewers here are sending you congratulations on your book. Priya Siddharth Sethi says hello, Ad Sadhangar says hello, and congratulations. Chinu is sending hearts. Mathur uh, Bhatt114 joined in and has said hi to you. And um,
1: everyone has said a lot of things, a lot of love, a lot of
0: hugs and a lot of um, good congratulations coming your way. So people, in case you haven't read the book, not now, but after our chitter-chatter, you can go on Amazon, get your copy and also DM how you like the book. Put your reviews out there because I have really enjoyed reading this book. So,
1: yeah, thank you to the viewers for your wishes. Yeah, thank you.
0: So how does it feel, you know, when your first book is a bestseller, as a writer, there is a pressure somewhere, you know, at the end of the day, because you've made a benchmark and then you come with another book. So what was the pressure that you faced while writing?
1: So, you know, um, I think one sort of self-doubt which I had was that, hey, I wrote a book once and it did very well. But what if I'm just a one book sort of, you know, story? And what if I don't have more stories in me? But I think what I did was when I was writing Agniban, I consciously just kept the pressure out of my mind. And I said, look, um, you know, it's actually a little bit like what it said in the Gita, right? Karman Nevadika raste. So I little bit, you know, I, I just kept the pressure out of my mind and told myself that I'm just doing this so that I enjoy the process. So I didn't even put pressure to come out with the story at the end. So for a good 10 months, I just read about a lot of topics. I mean, of course, it was all converging towards something. I read about a lot of topics. I spoke to some experts. I didn't put any pressure to join all of those into a story. And, you know, the thing is that when you let your conscious mind not get uh, pressurized, your subconscious mind starts doing the work. So the subconscious mind is great at joining the dots, seeing patterns and coming up with a story. If we sometimes get in our own way, you know so you know you should just i i so i did that for about 10 months and sure enough everything sort of came together into a plot and a set of characters and that's when i finally actually started literally typing and uh, and writing the story yeah
0: sure agni ban has two different mythologies infused together which is something very rare like at least for me it was the first time i read you know it has egyptian mythology it has a hindu mythology and you've combined it together so such an extensive research what made you take like two things poles apart and also your eras you know the past era and the present era you were literally connecting the dots your subconscious was doing some magical work out there so (laughs) those 10 months what was the discipline like and what made you feel like okay you know I I want to take these two mythologies and combine it
1: so you know I just took a lot of topics that I'm fascinated about and just delve deeper into them so Egypt and Egyptian, you know, history, etc., has fascinated me, Egyptian mythology as well. And so I just had, let's say, you know, I, I, I think a big misnomer, a big misconception that a lot of people have is that a book is all about inspiration. I think inspiration is important because without it, you don't start the book. But after it, it's a lot of work as well. And I have realized over time that inspiration comes better if you are already prepared. So you know, uh, pele. You know, I when I started writing Kalkut, actually, I was in a job that required me to travel extensively. I was taking 140 flights a year. You know, I actually inquired with some uh, stewardesses, and they said that's roughly 60% of what they do, and these were international flights. And so I would get inspired one day and write a few pages, and then boom, three months complete. You know. You know zilch basically and then after three months again you feel inspired again write something again three months nothing happens and i realized that this sprints and starts approach doesn't work so yeah. after a while i started just devoting some time every day not a lot of time an hour or something or two hours maybe on weekends or three four hours on weekends and then slowly i realized that the more time you devote to it the inspiration comes more easily you know it's like the universe is saying you know if you don't you do, do your bit I'm not going to do my bit to give you that inspiration. So I think by the time, uh, so Kalkut took a longer time because, you know, it was meandering through all these fits and bouts of inspiration. But Agniman was a little more streamlined. So for those 10 months that I was just reading and talking to people, I would still sit every morning and I would devote about anywhere between, say, two and four hours to just thinking and reading academic research, reading books about the topics that I had zeroed in on. And uh, so the topics were topics that I was interested in anyway. Um, So I've been reading about weapons of mass destruction. That's where I started reading about electronic warfare. So that forms an important part of the book, as you would have noticed. Um, I've been interested in climate change. Uh, So I've been reading up about that. So that forms a part of the book. Uh, Indian history has always fascinated me. You know, Uh, I, I was, for instance, amazed to read that there have been astronomical treatises written in India, which draw extensively from Egyptian and Roman and Greek astronomical schools. So that's amazing. Right. And somehow, the way history was taught to us in schools, we didn't quite read it with that same level of suspense and mystery around it. Yeah. And so I wanted to bring all this to light uh, in my book.
0: So Vivek Kapoor Nine is asking, how do you get into the discipline of finishing a book?
1: So that's interesting. So, you know, I think in the initial parts of writing a book, you diverge. You want to just see as many things as possible, expose yourself to a dozen or maybe dozens of things. You talk to various people. You don't have a fixed plot in mind. At some point, there is a change. When you realize that things you know a little bit fit, when things are sort of falling in place, then you have to start converging. Because you can keep diverging all your life and you'll be filled with a lot of ideas, but no output at the end of it. I think I knew at about 10 months, Mark, I knew that, okay, I have a story. I have a set of characters. that's really important. You have to have a set of characters who you feel uh, want to know:
0: So I think that's yeah, something. Is it better now? Yeah, yeah, we had kind of lost you that, you know, you had your characters. Yes. And then the network yeah. had- so I was saying,
1: you know, so I was saying that it's important to have a set of characters with strong motives to proceed with the story because the story proceeds through the eyes of the characters, right? So each of them has to have a strong reason to wake up and do whatever they do every day. And so the moment you have that and the moment that it all fits in the plot, you know that you have a story and that's when I actually started writing and that's when things started converging. It was very different in Kalkur. That was my first book. So I didn't even write it like this. I would, I just let the story take its own course. So that was excruciating because after writing a hundred thousand words, I realized that it wasn't fitting. So I had to junk a hundred thousand words and I rewrote the book. But Agni Ban was a little more civilized. Yeah. In Agni Ban
0: there are a lot of characters. As there is a lot of drama and a lot of it. But was it a conscious effort that you know, you've actually given each character has a very strong point in the story. And though they've interspersed together and whatever, but each one has their own individuality very well scripted. So was it a conscious effort?
1: Yes. So, um, so the way I do it is I write the first draft, not bothering about. Editing, not bothering about readers, reactions, nothing. So I just write it the way it comes to me. And then in the second draft is when I start editing things out. So I learned this early on during Kalkut, actually, which is that sometimes you have characters which you relate to, but you realize that they are not moving the story forward. So you have to be ruthless in eliminating those characters. So I did that in Kalkut. I got rid of a lot of characters. In fact, I got rid of so many characters that they'll form a separate book by themselves. But in I actually, because I had that prior sort of experience, I don't think I got rid of too many characters. It wasn't needed, but you need to tighten it. You know, as uh, I, I don't know who it was that said this, probably Tolstoy. Uh, he said that if you show a gun somewhere lying around in a table in the beginning of the play, by the end of the play, the gun should have served some purpose. You know, the gun should have gone off. So you should not have things which don't serve any purpose. So you same with characters. Each character has to be tight. Their motives, their inclinations, their past. Everything has to move the story forward in some way. So, so that's what I did, I think. And, uh, you know, it, uh, the reader doesn't know all that. The reader just feels what you're conveying.
0: And all of this was conveyed really well as a reader, I can say. It because I have read every page of the book. And this is exactly what I felt while I was reading it.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So when you were writing your book, this book started, A Thought Germinated. You have been extensively doing research. But what made you feel, okay, you know what? This is the thought and this is what I'm going to write about.
1: Sure. So, you know, for me, I feel um, a story is more than just a story. I think different people have different ways of doing it. For me, a story is more than just a story. It It's the expression of some sort of something larger than just the characters themselves it could be anything it could be a positive thing or a negative thing but it has to be something more than just the just the people involved so for me um, you know I I think there are many things that have fascinated me one of them is of course our history Um, just certain fascinating things so in Agniban for instance there's so many nuggets there's of course this thing about you know the astronomical books where you know we compiled and integrated certain things from Roman and Greek mythology, the Greek astronomy. There's other fascinating things like, you know, the fact that there was an ancient Roman temple in South India, you know, very few of us know about that. There's a temple for the Roman Emperor Augustus. And it's in a city called Musiris, which was a big port of trade between India and, and the Western world. And we don't really know where Musiris is. So various, you know, scientists and archaeologists have proposed certain locations. So these are fascinating things. I wanted to bring out that history. The second part is I'm also, um, I'm very interested in understanding trends around us. So Kalkut, which was written three years ago, um, deals with the risks of a pandemic. Uh, And, you know, unfortunately, some of those events have actually sort of, you know, the subsequent events have actually, you know, shown that, yes, the risk of a pandemic is very real, as we saw the last year and a half. But, Three, four, five years ago when I was researching for Kalkut, I was reading up about bioweapons. And I realized that, oh my God, this is actually a very serious threat. And the world is very ill prepared for a pandemic. Something like, you know, a bioweapon unleashed can bring down the whole world. So that's what I actually wrote about in Kalkut. You know, there is actually a passage which says, you know, if if uh, a pathogen is released in thirty cities around the world, it can just bring down the whole world. Um, unfortunately, that's not the only threat we face. There are various other threats. Electronic warfare is one of them, which I've talked about in Agniban. Uh, climate change is another. I think this is going to be the single most important thing um, for everybody, irrespective of how aligned you are politically, etc., uh, so it, so climate change is important. So I wanted to bring that out, and so you know in Agniban, a lot of it is set in the Sundarbans, where you know the climate uh, crisis is playing out. So so I wanted to bring that out. So these are the these are some of the larger things that I wanted to uh, you know convey through the book.
0: Yeah, there's this saying in your book which comes repeatedly, and I totally resonate with it. The universe works through a deeper logic, which seems through like magic to an untrained eye. And you have said it so many times in the book and it's always put at the right place. So what is it that made you write these lines over and over again and you resonate with it on?
1: No, I I truly think, you know, you know, we get so caught up in the logic of things. And most of our world, the way we interact, you know, especially in professional settings, business setting, it's all about logic. You know, we pretend that we are really logical creatures, but actually logic and the intellect in my opinion are good tools but bad masters uh, so there is much more to the world behind beyond sorry just using uh, you know the intellect as a medium there is a lot of things which are to do with experience which are to do with realization which are to do with intuition and which are of course to do with you know softer human emotions you know so Real great acts are done by people who feel strongly about something, not people who are like logical robots. Otherwise, robots would be the greatest creatures in the world. So I strongly believe that the the universe is it's it's a fascinating place. There's just so much mystery, so much magic uh, around. And this is my humble attempt to bring some of that magic to life through words in my book.
0: Well, you brought in a lot of magic, not just little. I think there was a lot of magic, a lot of, like I said, a power-packed masala book. You know, it had everything in it. But was this writing process entertaining or exhausting for you?
1: So it was never exhausting. Uh, It was tiring, yes. So, you know, exhausting is when you just feel depleted. You feel that, you know, my... um, you don't feel good about it at the end. That that would be exhausting. That was not never the case for me. Tiring, yes. You know, it's like after a good workout, you feel tired, but you still feel that, you know, I'm feeling good having done it. This was like that. On the other hand, there are certain situations, for instance, in your professional life when you deal with very difficult people or difficult circumstances and you're exhausted. You're not just tired. This was never like that. It was tiring. But never exhausting. So I really enjoyed the process. Of course, it's a lot of plodding. You know, um, it's not like, you know, you just sit and the inspiration strikes you. And, you know, most of the time, you're, a lot of the time you're staring at a blank screen or you're just thinking, damn it, this doesn't read well at all. You know, or you're like, yeah, idea to it looked great in the night when, I, when it came to me, but now it's looking horrible on paper. So th- that you have to contend with. That's, you know, uh, occupational hazard.
0: So you wear many hats, you're good with numbers, and you're good with words. So your entire work thing, you know, being like with equity and investment and all of it is all number game and your books is all word game. So how do you balance it in your life?
1: So, you know, actually, I realized that it's not as divergent as you think, you know, if you talk, if you talk about magic, right?
0: Now I can see you. So you said you talk magic, and we magically
1: lost you for a bit. <laughs> see, that's magic as well. Maybe it's an electromagnetic pulse of the sort that you read about in the book. But you know, I've realized that um, both numbers—you know, numbers, music. So my wife is a musician, and she wrote a column on this recently. So actually, music and numbers are very closely correlated. So if you if you plot the you know the frequencies or whatever of a particular piece of music and you plot the wave diagram of that that wave diagram looks like a work of art
0: oh yeah and,
1: and and actually and actually if you if you you can also quantify it through numbers so numbers poetry stories magic music these are just different ways of conveying that basic truth of the universe or you know just you know i don't know just walking and sitting by a river and you know seeing the flowers that's also part of the same magic so i don't see a difference and while this might sound abstract it's not actually that abstract uh if you if you talk to people who've been investing in the stock markets for a long time and who uh who are uh, who are good at it they'll tell you that numbers are only a small part of it you have to know the numbers and everything but a lot of it is about human emotions it's about human behavior so whether it's stock markets or whether it's business or politics, it's basically about people coming together and their emotions. How do how does that play out at a macro level? It's really about that. So I actually don't see much of a difference between these at all. To me, they're all like, you know, it's like, whoa, um, it, it, they say there is this like a dragon which has many heads. It's like that, you know, it's these are all different heads of the same dragon. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like now that you are saying, it actually makes a lot of sense that you know it's all correlated and it's just different forms of expressing. But yeah, at Absolutely. the end of it, it's the same. So your yeah. first book is a bestseller. This book, Agni Ban is doing really, really well. What does literary success look like to you?
1: Well, I think for me, um, just the just the uh, satisfaction of having written something which meets with external validation that's a big thing for me. The fact that it it resonates with whatever number of people, that's a big thing for me. Uh, I've learned over the years that one should focus more on the the process. The outcome will take care of itself. So, you know, the uh, Amazon uh, founder, Jeff Bezos, somebody asked him when the company Amazon reported good results. He said, you know, this result the quarterly, you know, earnings that you're seeing is the result of effort that I put in three years ago. I'm actually thinking of something else, which you will see three years down the line. So it's the same with books. So I'm not too um, hung up on, you know, success per se, but I'm really happy that, you know, it's met with validation through readers feeling good about it. That's very gratifying. Um, That's very gratifying. And it also means that I can continue to keep writing. So I really, uh, (laughs) for me, that's more than anything else. Yeah.
0: Oh yes, yes, please continue writing so that we can have a lot more chitter chatter and we can have a lot more to read, especially this kind of mixed books, which has everything like politics, science, history, drama, in drama, in mythological fiction, Egypt, India, like name it and it's there like climatic change, pandemic, like I really was, you know, when I finished the book, I'm like something must be left, there might be something (laughs) that the author has left. I couldn't figure it out. So is there something that is editor of the book and you think, okay, this is something I'm going to tap next time.
1: So, um, you know, I have a lot of ideas in my mind for more books, frankly. Uh, I could, you know, there's at least, you know, uh, uh, at least a dozen or a couple of dozen books uh, for which I have ideas. Not all of them are in the same genre. So some of them are thrillers with a historical angle. So at least one of them, you know, integrates science and mystery. But I have other books in mind as well. One of them is a what what you could call a thriller set in the corporate world. You know, another uh, is uh, something to do with the stock markets, but it's still a thriller. I have a couple of nonfiction ideas as well. So let's see over time. uh, You know, I'll hopefully bring all of these to paper. Yeah.
0: You know, you have a lot of ideas and then there's a conceptualizing, there is writing, then there is designing the cover. There's a lot of process that goes by when you write the book. And no matter how many books you write, every book is still special because it's your baby at the end of the day. Sure. What was the feeling when you had your Agnibaan in your hand, your first copy?
1: So it, it felt awesome. I think uh, the publisher, Tree Shade Books, did a phenomenal job of the cover design, um, They both in Agnibaan and in Kalkut. So... You know, that felt really good. And I think it's just, you just see this and you feel, oh my God, this is something that just existed in my mind a couple of years ago. And now you it's actually a full story. That feeling is, you know, it's um, unparalleled. Yeah.
0: How often do you read reviews?
1: Um, reasonably often, actually. Um, you know, so I would say initial stages of a book, I read it more because initially when the book is out, you don't really know, you know, so the first review or the first few reviews are always a little, okay, you know, what do people feel about it? You know, I may feel whatever, but you know, eventually it has to resonate with readers. So the first few reviews, I read like every word. And then I guess the first few months, at least Calcutt, I read at least once a week or so. Um, But after some time, you know, you just sort of let it be because you have your broad idea. I I don't want to be too... um, It's a it's a thin line because you do want to take on feedback, but at the same time, sometimes I feel too much focus on the external part of it interferes with your ability to write. So, you know, I try to make sure that I do whatever writing I do in the first half of the day and other activities in the second half of the day so that the two don't get. But, you know, for instance, if I was to wake up in the morning and read a review first, even if it's a positive one, it would just mess with my mind because somewhere the burden of expectation comes on you um, and so on. Yeah. And I think it's been uh, good that I've had a publisher, Trisha. I must say, I'm very, very uh, happy with them. Uh, they provided me good feedback along the way, both in terms of how the book is doing, but also while, you know, designing and editing the book. So that was good. And of course, a few close friends who read the manuscript before it was sent for editing. So I had a rough idea that everything resonated with readers even before it got printed.
0: You know, every writer has their own share of struggle. Be it the first time, be it the second time, every book has its own share. So what were the struggles you faced as a writer during your first book and then during Agnibaan?
1: Sure. So each person has their own story, as you rightly said. Uh, for me, I think the biggest... So I've been wanting to write for a very long time, Uh, pretty much from my childhood. uh, My grandfather had a big collection of books. Uh, My parents encouraged me to read and write a little bit. But I would write for my school or college, you know, journal, and that was about it. Uh, And then I started working. And, you know, the big problem is that, you know, with your jobs being very demanding, you end up traveling, there are targets, there are deadlines, and somehow you don't have that peace of mind to be able to write. And you get the feeling that, hey, you know, one fine day when uh, I have that time, I will write. But wo not time. And, you know, one off here and there, you write something. And then after five years, you put together your writings. It looks like five different people have written it. Because they were written actually by me at different times when I felt differently. So it was quite, um, I, I must say, there used to be a little bit of a pang in my heart whenever I would see that, hey, one of my, you know, friends has written a book or something and I would feel the sense of something being lost that hey you know time is passing and so finally I found I think these urges they assert themselves over time so finally uh, you know when I was doing all this traveling and by then I had realized look I've just got to do it and I think the big change for me was realizing that I need to put in that little effort every day from trying to wait for inspiration to being prepared when inspiration strikes, that was the big change. The other was that I wrote most of Kalkut actually in flights and in airport lounges because I was traveling so much. And actually, flights are great because you don't have to talk to anybody. There are no emails, no phone calls, nothing. In fact, you know, because I would take a lot of international flights, they would be entire like a whole day when I would not talk to anybody. And it would be great for going into your own mind and just quietly writing. And actually, on hindsight, that was a great time. So that was a big change for me. So that was a struggle. The second was that I, uh, at some point, uh, when I was writing *Kalkut*, decided to, uh, you know, quit my job and take, you know, and set up my own consulting firm. Uh, to do that in the middle of writing, so that was partly because that way I would have more control over my time. Though on hindsight, <laughs> I realize your clients also control your time. But so I think making that choice was not easy. Um, then, of course, the whole, you know, path of finding a publisher and, you know, even after getting published, you know, understanding the ropes, you know, marketing, connecting with readers. So it's all been a journey. yeah.
0: So now that we know that in the hindsight, everything worked for you, be it the first book, be it Agni everything is working for you. And we have like 12, 15 stories which are there and you will have the discipline to write about it. Do you have your copy around so that we can click a picture with the book before we just yes, yes.
1: one second, yeah. One second. Here you go. So this is Agni And
0: it's a selfie time. Thank you for the selfie. And we had our selfie moment on Twitter Chatto. But before I play a small round of fun before we end our chitter chatter, what would you like to tell our viewers who have not read Agni Ban? Why should they go ahead and download Agni Ban and purchase the copy and read right now?
1: Well, if you're uh, if you love reading uh, thrillers with strong male and female characters, if you love uh, mysteries which are connected with ancient Indian history, if you love conspiracies which center around real trends in geopolitics that you see in today's world. If you like all these things, you love Agniban. So do pick up and read it.
0: So guys, saying it again, you're not going to regret reading this. You're going to really enjoy it. So after our chitter chatter, you can go buy a copy on Amazon and do read it and let us know how you liked it. And in case you missed our chit chat, it's going to be on IGTV. So you can go and watch the chat, and if you want any of your friends also to watch it, just tag them so that they can watch it. But before I end our Twitter chat, we are going to play a nice fun round of um, answer in one word or a one sentence. The first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Are you ready?
1: <laughs> sure. Okay. okay.
0: So, your favorite genre when it comes to reading.
1: Um, I would say, I, I, I well, I, one oh, gosh, okay, so I would say s- a mix of science fiction, fantasy, and thriller. Favorite,
0: I've book cheated
1: s- a little, <laughs> I've cheated a little because I've introduced three genres, but still, yeah,
0: I know where you're coming from. The moment somebody questions me, like, what genre do you like? I'm like, romantic, or uh, maybe mythological fiction, or maybe thriller, oh, and yeah. so I don't understand. Uh, favorite <laughs> book series.
1: Well, book series. I, I mean, I can say favorite books. So um, I used to love reading thrillers by you know Frederick Forsyth, uh, Robert Ludlum. The whole Bone series I've loved. I loved the Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, uh, and The Hobbit. I've uh, I've also loved books by George Orwell. They're not a series, but I've loved those as well. Yeah.
0: Ebooks, audio books, or paperback?
1: Paperback always.
0: How do you choose your next read?
1: It's random. I just uh, I don't structure it. Uh, it's just whatever comes to my mind. So it's very eclectic. So I move from nonfiction to history to science fiction to literary fiction to classics and you know all of that.
0: What was the? It's last... just
1: random. Sorry, what was mine? My...
0: What was your last read?
1: So my last read was the Vimana transcripts by my friend Vadan, which is going to be published this month actually. So I wrote the blurb for the book. So as part of that, I read the book. So that that's an excellent thriller too. And that was my last read.
0: What is your current read?
1: So I'm reading this book called The President's Daughter. Um, So it's by Bill Clinton and uh, James Patterson. So it's part of a thriller series. Um, So James Patterson, of course, you know, is well known. He's the world's largest selling thriller writer. But Bill Clinton, you know, brings authenticity because a lot of it is set around the life of a US president. So, you know, the details about the White House, the details about the dilemmas that a president faces, they're all pretty fascinating. So it's it's the second book in the series. The first one was The President is Missing. This is the second one. It's called The President's Daughter. Yeah. So that's what I'm reading right now.
0: What's your next read?
1: Um, so I've bought a book called, um, it's called Unconsciously Human. Sorry, it's... Um, yeah it's inconspicuously human that's my again my my friend uday singh um so it's about you know certain mind experiments to you know just highlight certain you know odd funny strange weird things about the universe so yeah so so that's my next read i'm also hoping to um, revisit one book from the bone series it's from a long time ago but i'm hoping to read it again yeah what's
0: your favorite reading time
1: um night yeah, uh, maybe okay. not. Yeah, some evening and night. Yeah.
0: Your favorite writing time?
1: Morning and evening, immediately after I work out or something. Yeah. Afternoon is really bad.
0: Favorite snack while reading?
1: Well, I like chai a lot of them. <laughs> chai, coffee, cold coffee. Um, yeah, maybe some pakodas or something. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. But yeah, I would say chai and coffee. Yeah.
0: Your favorite book that you really like the adaptation to when it was made into a movie?
1: Lord of the Rings. It's it's wonderful. The sheer grand grandeur of the whole thing, they managed to bring it to life very well.
0: If Agni Ban had to be adapted, who would play the main characters according to you?
1: Ah, uh, okay. I, I haven't thought about this yet. So Kalkut has been optioned for screen adaptation, but of course it's still some distance away from casting. Agniban. Um, let's see. So there's Dhruv Ralan. he is this, you know, dashing commando. Um, you know, he's, you know, brave. He, you know, thinks, you know, doesn't even think twice before putting himself in the line of fire. But he's also got his own inner, um, inner demons. Um, so he's a sensitive and thoughtful person as well. Um, just off the top of my head. I would say, you know, this is imaginary, so I can say whatever comes to my mind. So, Amir Khan, Abhishek Bachchan, yeah, those are two names that come to mind.
0: And what about Megha?
1: Megha, um, again, um, let's see. I'm, you know, I'm, I must confess that I'm not the best, uh, you know, I'm not the most updated about uh, the film industry, but. Um, possibly yeah possibly priyanka chopra yeah
0: and what about the precedence and all
1: um again so this is all you know this is a serious imaginary uh, exercise
0: <laughs> you can just say what you want here
1: <laughs> okay um so so there is this egyptian warrior apotep Right. And so I can, so can I choose people irrespective of whether they are currently in films or from the past? Yeah. So any, any generation. Yeah. All imagined. So, um, let's see. Um, so Apotep, so Ajay Devgan, I think, you know, just his, something about his persona, charisma would be well suited for Apotep. Apotep is this very brave Egyptian warrior who goes halfway around the world. Yeah. Um, then there are the presidents. So there is, uh, there is the president of the United States. Let's see. Um, so there is this person who is very who's very charismatic. He's a tech billionaire who's running for president. Um, let me think. This this you toap me googly, so I've got to think this through. Um I would say maybe Tom Hanks off the top of my head. Yeah.
0: Here, there is Pranay saying Ritik Trump, and he was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's also saying that he loved the chemistry between Megha and Dhruv. It's awesome. Dhruv's internal battles and a lot of hearts for Agni Baan are coming here.
1: Thank you. Thank you, readers. And uh, yeah, would love for more readers to pick up the book.
0: If Agni Ban was not the title, what would the next title be for this book?
1: So I would have said Pralaya. Unfortunately, prale is already taken. Uh, it's a book by Vineet Bajpai. But yeah, Pralaya would have been a good title because there's this whole scene where right. water is taking over the land. Yeah. So Pralaya would be a good title.
0: I right. managed to mention prale in the book towards the end.
1: When the Sundarbara... <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And yeah.
0: And how was it chita chata, Which father
1: it was wonderful. Thank you. And uh, it was great talking to you about it. And uh, I think, uh, especially the rapid fire round at the end, that was good, too. So it was wonderful. Thank you. And thank you to all the readers who've, uh, and all the viewers who've, uh, who've come on and uh, given me so much of love. Thank you.
0: So thank you for giving your time and uh, thank you for this lovely book, which I really enjoyed on the weekend and uh, hope to see you soon on many more Chitter Chatters with your future books and best wishes. Thank you once again for being a part of Chitter Chatter.
1: Thank you, Shweta. And thank you to the viewers and looking forward to uh, meeting again. Thank you.